0: cinderella is about to go dancing and it's our time to pick the teams it is time once again for the all andy alford bracket challenge right here on the anchor network join us on espn bracket challenge as you have an opportunity to win a prize yes Lunch on all Indie Alfred. The requirements are as follows. You get two brackets. Your final four must be perfect, and you must have the national championship correct in order to win the free lunch by yours truly and to be on the podcast. More information to come on the Twitter account and on Facebook. The All-Indy Alfred Bracket Challenge. 2023. The following is a presentation of the All Andy Alford Network right here on Spotify. As you are listening to the plethora of platforms right here on Apple Music, Google Podcasts, on Spotify, Bleaker, and Stitcher. However, you listen to our show. Wherever you take in our show, thank you from the bottom of my heart for tuning into the show tonight. You could always be a part of our show by following us on Twitter. It is at allandyalfred. It is at allandyalfred, as well as Facebook.com/slash allandyalfred. Hi everybody, this is Andy Alfred, the host of the podcast All Andy Alford, and tonight's show is a special live edition of All Andy Alfred as we do our show on Facebook Live this evening. So tonight's show is unedited, unrehearsed, and full content. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Saturday afternoon in the Man Cave Studios. Yes, we are on the air today as... It has just gone final as the University of Toledo women's team scratched and clawed and found a way to absolutely annihilate the Bowling Green State University Falcons women's team today in Cleveland for the MAC championship. We'll get into that today right here on All Andy Alford. Also, we will get into what happened this morning in Nationwide Arena at the Schwede as the Northview Wildcats took on university school We'll get into that really quickly. We'll get into that as well. Baseball right around the corner. The Tigers and the Guardians getting ready in spring training. The World Baseball Classic taking on. The Jackets. The Collapse. The Jackets are on right now. As well as the rest of the NHL picture. And the players taking off in Florida right now. A huge game. Tonight, for the Jackets against St. Louis, we'll get into that also tonight, and we're on a new platform, a big platform right here on the, formerly the Anchor Network, it's now Spotify, as you are watching and listening to all Andy Elford today right here on the former Anchor Network, now on Spotify. I'm your host, Andy Elford, welcoming you into the Man Cave Studios, welcoming you into the show tonight on this, the 11th day of March, 2023. It is so good to be with you guys today as we're spending a Saturday afternoon in the Man Cave Studios, getting ready for Selection Sunday tomorrow. A big big event, of course, is the NCAA Tournament will be... Picking their round of 64 teams with, of course, the playing games on Tuesday and Wednesday. Getting set up for the tournament on Thursday. And uh, it is uh, truly a pleasure to be with you guys tonight. We'll have a show tonight as well as a show tomorrow to look at the brackets for the round of 64. So get ready for it, of course. Toledo, the Rocket women getting the job done against our Bowling Green State University Falcon women's team today. Uh, but the men get on the tip tonight at Quick at formerly Quicken Loans Arena, now Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. So we'll preview that matchup here in just a little bit. Also, we'll dive into the jacket game tonight against St. Louis. Of course, the walleye, a huge win last night against Kalamazoo. They now have a X next to their name. Yes, they have clinched a playoff spot, as well as you'll hear my thoughts on the return of a former Fish captain who is now back in the in the blue and yellow. So welcome into the program. You can always be a part of our show by following us on Twitter. It is at all and as well as Facebook.com slash all and right here. Formerly on the Anchor Network. Now on Spotify. Now, if you're still getting our content, you're still gonna get our content through the Apple Music, still gonna get our content through Google Podcasts, Bleaker, Stitcher, it's the same thing. But now Anchor, formerly Anchor, now has been purchased out full right. By Spotify. So now Spotify now owns the rights to the podcast. But they don't own me. And all the opinions are of my voice. So there's that for you. Some housekeeping. Of course, we're doing a show tonight. We'll do a show tomorrow. We'll do a show again on Wednesday night. Wednesday night. Keep that in mind. Wednesday night will be a show for the on the regular Spotify broadcast we'll have that regularly for you thursday we will have we will be watching the round of 64 watching basketball i got a, I, i've got a dentist appointment at 10 o'clock i'm still gonna be numb i'm gonna be laid up on the couch all day watching basketball friday st patrick's day it will be our you know we'll be out and about friday for st patrick's day and uh, if you see me around i'll be wearing green i'll be wearing the blarney shirts i'll be wearing you name it; it'll be it will be there for us. So our our Tues our Wednesday show will be our St. Patrick's Day show, and you'll hear my field my field for the round of sixty four, going into Thursday's games. Also, this is the first time that we're betting on the NCAA tournament. So remember to you if you're using use the Barstool Sportsbook app, the Barstool Sportsbook app, as well as the Barstool Sportsbook is now officially open at the Hollywood Casino restaurant. It's now open. You can go in, make your wagers over at the Sportsbook, and then you can watch, sit and watch it in front of dozens and dozens and dozens of TVs, a big jumbotron, good food. Head over to the, if you're in the Toledo metro area, head over if you're over 21 years of age to head to the Barstool Sportsbook app and the Barstool Sportsbook for all your gambling problems. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit gamblingproblem.com. So, Please bet responsibly. So there's that for you. We are going to need to have a bracket challenge now. Everybody's been asking the question if we're having a bracket challenge. We are having a bracket challenge. I will have that posted on Monday. Check the social media platforms of this show right here on Facebook Live, on the Facebook account as well as on the Twitter account to see what's happening with regarding of that. Uh, also, and so here's the here's the priorities the requirements. You get two brackets, two brackets. It has to be perfect for your final four, and you have to have the national championship team correctly. The winner will get lunch on yours truly and will be featured on the podcast. You'll have a show right here on All Andy Alford. So there is that for you guys. Two other notes, two, three other notes, actually, three other housekeeping things before we get into sports. Mudhead opening day is March 31st. We will have a special live edition of All Andy Offer from downtown Toledo on March 31st prior to opening day. We will be having a special edition of All Andy Elford. It will be a Facebook live edition. We'll be at the ballpark, and we will talk about the Mudhead season going forward. Then, April 1st, yours truly will make his once-a-year pilgrimage to the swide to see the Blue Jackets take on the Florida Panthers, see Sergei Bobrovsky and the Florida Panthers who are fighting and clawing their way to a playoff spot. We'll see if they get into the into the wild card race, but they're you know they're starting to. And we'll get into that in just a second as well too. Also make mention of this. Uh, next week we are looking towards maybe the the week of the twentieth, week of the twentieth. We'll have we're going to sit down with robert logan carr as well as lucas sigerson will be sitting down with yours truly for our second annual mlb roundtable discussion we'll have our roundtable discussion and you'll hear our predictions on the upcoming season so the week of the 20th look towards that it'll be a week before opening day so there's your housekeeping of course this is the first time you're seeing the man cave in the background of course a lot of a lot of sports memorabilia in the background. I I showed you the tutorial. If you haven't seen the tutorial on our Facebook page, go and look at it. We've got all the memorabilia up and running right now. We've got the golf the golf putting surface ready to go for today. So we're in the man cave getting ready for the players, the Big Ten tournament as well as the MAC championship game, the Jacket game tonight, and oh, World Baseball Classic as well. we we'll are to dive into that, talk about that. But first and foremost, let's talk about what we just witnessed. Over in Cleveland at the Rocket Mortgage Field House. And by the way, if you're on Facebook Live, go ahead, share your comments, share your questions. Uh, we'll, talk, we'll talk sports. We'll talk about what's happened today as bowling green was defeated by the University of Toledo at Rocket Mortgage Field House. And we're gonna get into that right now. Let me just say this. If it if it just proves it to me more than ever, more than ever ever, more than ever, I cannot stand arrogant Toledo fans. The fans of Toledo are the most arrogant Toledo Rocket fans I have ever witnessed in my entire life after what I watched today at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. And I say that because of what If you were watching the game on CBS Sports, like I was watching the game on CBS Sports, I didn't get the chance to go to Cleveland. I didn't want to go to Cleveland for the game. Here's the thing. There was a guy behind the broadcast booth that was just honestly, honestly ripping into the officiating, ripping into everything Bowling Green, and it was just not fair. It was just not right. And to me, if I was CBS... I would have moved that guy. I would have told him, "You need if you're going to talk, talk at a lower tone. He's screaming, oh, poor officiating. Oh, that's terrible. Oh, you know, Sammy doesn't deserve this. Oh. And then watching the fans just absolutely up and dancing around. And then when Tate got fouled out, you see half of the, half, if not half, all of the fans, UT fans, waving her goodbye. Waving her... She is a senior. For the love of God. This is her last time probably on the court. Wearing the brown and orange. And you're just waving goodbye. Waving goodbye because she fouled out of the game. Have some respect. Have some honest respect. We lost... Apparently, we lost our respect... When it came to... You know, the Toledo fans lost their respect... When they're, they're because they're so arrogant, winning 15 in a row. And I'm going to tell you this, and I will tell you this, and I will guarantee it. I will put it in writing. I will write it down right now. I will write it down right now. I am writing it down right now. They are not going to win the NCAA tournament. And if your Rocket fans believe that you can win it, good luck against Purdue. Good luck against Indiana. Good luck against big teams. You're going to be a 12 seed, and you're going to be bounced out of the first round. I'm just going to tell you. I am just sick and tired of the arrogant Rocket fans and the fanship of this team. Now, I have respect for the football program. I have respect for the men's program. I have respect for some of the other programs. I'm not just, but it's just so embarrassing when you have fans that are just they are just so arrogant you knew you were you were up twenty you were up twenty and no chris I'm not talking about my dad I am not talking about I am talking about if you watch the stands and you watch the audience the fans at Rocket Mortgage Field House when Tate was filed out of the game all right before we get to that sammy McConowitz threw an elbow threw an elbow and she threw an elbow and it it was clear as day she was throwing an elbow to hit the to make contact and when she did that she made contact with the falcon player i forget her name off the top of my head forget her name off the top of my head but i'm just telling you this when she threw the elbow and it was an unsportsmanlike, which is two shots and a foul, and the ball back. Two shots and the ball back. You hear the Rocket fans that are behind the CBS announcers saying that the officiating's terrible and that, you know, BG's a bunch of cheaters and, you know, tape don't lie. She threw an elbow and she made contact. She knocked her on. she knocked her on her ass. So t- don't tell me, don't tell me that, you know, it's not, it's not fair. And, and then Tate fouling out with her fifth foul, fouling out. You know, she's a senior. She's, you know, she's getting the respect. The BG faithful is standing on her. But on the other side of the court, you have the rocket faithful that are just waving goodbye and blowing her kisses and telling her, see you later. Have some respect. She's a senior, for the love of God. This is the last time that she's on the court for the brown and orange, possibly, if they don't make the NIT. I don't know if they'll make the NIT, but I don't. I doubt that they'll make the NIT. They could make the tournament. There, there's a possibility. There's three big max schools that could make the tournament, but it's probably a two-bid league. Technically, it should be a 2 big league. But I digress. I digress. I, You know, for me, this game was over about halfway through the fourth quarter. When they went up 13, I looked at the scoreboard, and I looked at the time remaining, and I said, there's no chance. There's a good, not a good chance. There's not an opportunity. But I, I have to give credit where credit is due. Bowling Green did a fantastic job this year, you know, Kodisha Lockett with 17 points, 6 from 11 from field goal stripes, 3 for 4 from the field free throw stripes as well. For BG in the game, Tate had, had only 13 points, 6 for 13 from field goal range. Uh, she played 24 minutes. Day, out, good out for her, 8 for 17 from field goal range. She had 18 points in the game. Hampton, 37 minutes played. She only had 5 points. You know, but if you look at it, McConaughey's had 39 minutes play. She was two for nine for Field Goal Strange. She only had eight points. But, I don't know. It, it, it was a good game. I, I, I'm i going to give it that. And I'm proud of how BG, you know, I think, and I'm not going to, I'm not making questions or judgment calls on this, but I'll just say this. Bowling Green played their ass off yesterday against Ball State. And they play. They were down twelve, nothing. They rallied back as much as they could. They got the lead close to five. They got the up to, close to five, but they couldn't get into the swing of things. Couldn't get the lead. They were playing from behind the entire game. And you know when that happens, you know. And I've always said this. I've always said this in basketball. You live by the three, you die by the three. You make points. You get your points in the paint and in the two point range. You you live by the three. You throw up the three ball. It's going to hit probably thirty percent of the time. It's it, to be honest, it's going to hit you thirty percent of the time, And that range right there. And and this is coming from a guy who never played, who played only a few years of basketball. I played in the East Toledo Family and Center leagues. Who you know, his first basket was against Victor Stewart. I only averaged about six points in my lifetime. I would just say this, you know, I I give give a tip of the cap to Trisha Callop and the team at the University of Toledo, but you know the fan base has just got to be better for those players, the, for visiting players and for the home team, you know, and I, I, and for me, what got me the most is that you win the championship, and I'm I'm not knocking Toledo all away. Not knocking them all the way. They did a great job. They had a great season. They're winners of 15 in a row. I'm not knocking that. But I'm just telling you this. When the game ends, you go and shake the opponent's hand. You don't go in a circle. Start dancing around and dancing around when you're not when they you're supposed to shake your opponent's hand. It's a respectful thing. Shake your hand, the opponent leaves, then you could celebrate. Then you could cut down the nets. Then you could put the shirts and hats on. Then you could talk to the media. That's the way to do it. It's a respect thing. And now how today's athlete is, it's we're better than you, and you know it. The MJF figure. So, But the Rockets do prevail over the Bowling Green Falcons, 73-58. Now we wait to see where Toledo will be ranked. A lot of them have them at the 12 seed. And like I said before, I will say it again, I don't see Toledo getting to the national championship. I don't see them. I see them bounce in the first round. It's just the way it is. Do I see Bowling Green possibly getting into the NCAA tournament? Maybe, but I think NIT looks like it's going to be a strong possibility. Same with Ball State. I think both all three teams will get in that way. And we can't talk about Toledo being this good without saying this. They were on the ropes On Wednesday against Buffalo. The eight seed, Buffalo. Bowling Green rolled over Eastern Michigan. They rolled over Ball State. Toledo struggled with Buffalo. Got it to overtime. Only won by one point. Think about this. If Buffalo would have beaten them, possibly, the Brown and Orange could be lifted the trophy. Just say. Just say. Looking at the men's side of things right now, Ohio State is the surprise right now of the Big Ten tournament right now. They're playing Purdue. Watching the game here in the Man Cave Studio. Purdue's up 38 34 with about a less than a minute to play in the first half. You know, and Ohio State being a thirteenth seat, they or have played their way through this tournament and only being down four to the number five team in the country. A lot of respect. Other scores from around the NCAA tournament, NCAA basketball, as we're into the tournament's uh, SEC tournament right now. Semi-final, Alabama up 31-29, and Missouri at half. You have the number one ranked team, the Houston Cougars, at 30-2. They'll play Cincinnati at 3 o'clock today. Penn State plays Indiana at 3-3 on, on CBS. The winner of that game will go to the... Big Ten championship, so you know. And Purdue's a team to watch out for. uh, Xavier is a team to watch out for. Marquette is a team to watch out for. It's it's that time of year when the when the junkies come out. The college basketball junkies come out. You know, I'm not a big basketball fan. I'll tell you that, but I love watching March Madness. I love watching it. I watch. You know, I start watching basketball middle of February till about to to the end of April when March Madness is happening because I watch it beginning of February start getting names down I know that Kentucky is not that good this year North Carolina's not going to make it I know Duke is the powerhouse of course and they're playing Virginia tonight at 830 for the final for the ACC tournament Arizona and UCLA for the Pac-12 championship tonight as well Gonzaga I know AJ Laporta big Zags fan it's to be a big game uh, I don't think Michigan State gets in. I I, I think they get in. I, they're one of those, t- they're a blue blood team. A lot of blue blood teams will get into this tournament this year. There's no real parody. There's not a real shocker. But the Rocket Men tonight will play against, I want to say they play against, I forget off the, I think it's Ohio if I'm not mistaken. They play Kent State tonight, 7.30 tip on ESPN2. The line right now on the game is even, so it's a pick 'em game if you're going to do some betting on the Barstool Sportsbook app. Kent State 27 and six, Toledo 27 and six. Toledo running a hot run, winning streak as well. So there's that for you guys right here on all Andy Alford right here live on Facebook Live as well as on the on Spotify as well. I am your host Andy Alford coming to you from the Man Cave Studios, and now let's dive into some little bit more into the sports world of course uh we got the players happening right now the players championship happening at the same course at tpc sawgrass right now scotty scheffler leading at 10 under par got a chance to watch some of it yesterday i've been watching it thursday fridays and saturdays now i don't get a chance to watch it really on sundays as much but scheffler leading at 10 under par Minwoo Lee at 9 under par. Evan Stevenson at 9 under par as well. Tied for second. David Lingram at 8 under par. Denny McCarthy at 8 under par as well too. They finished the second round this morning. They then began the third round immediately afterwards. We've had a hole-in-one already into the tournament. Uh, some of the big names out of it. McElroy's out of it. Uh, Fitz, uh, let's see who else McElroy out of it. You also have Keegan Bradley out of it. You had, you also have Connors out of it as well. Billy Horschel's out of it as well. John Rahm had to withdraw from the tournament with a stomach bug He's out of it, but right now, Scottie Scheffler, 10 under par right now in the players. Minamu Lee at 9 under par. Uh, Stevenson at uh, Stevenson at 9 under par. Lee Mert at 8 under par. and McCarthy at 8 under par as well. Ramy at 7 under par right now, as well as Cameron Young at 6 under par. Colin Morikawa, 6 under par as well, too. I've got to give you this, too. i got to give you this, too. The fact that if you haven't seen this Netflix series on full swing – it's fantastic. If you want a good series on Netflix, definitely go and check out Full Swing on Netflix. It's all about the PGA golfers. They they had I watched last night the Tony Fino episode with Colin Morikawa. It was fantastic. Uh, I watched me and the wife watched the first two episodes. She thought it was pretty interesting, and I'm I'm grateful and I'm happy that they signed up for a second season of it because I would like to see what they're going to talk about as well. So. There's that for you as the players is taking on down in Florida. TPC Sawgrass. Also, you have on the golf side of things as well. The LPGA is off right now. They are off now until the 9th of March. As they'll play in the Jane Lake Blue Bay Golf Championship in Heron Island. That will be taking place March 9th through the 12th. They had the HBC Women's Women's Open, HBC Women's World Women Open, and Nellie Carter finishes against second at 15 under par, Danielle Kang at 14 under par, as well. Jin Young-Ko at 17 under par. She was the winner of the HBC Championship that was in Singapore last weekend. And like I said, they will play the Blue Bay Bay LPGA event, and then it will be the Drive-On Championship which will be taking place in Golden Canyon, Arizona, March 23rd through the 26th. So they'll be coming back stateside to start their play as well. So there is that for you right here on all. Andy Alford tonight right here on Spotify. Yes, on Spotify, as well as on Facebook Live as well. So uh, let's dive into it, of course. Dive into some more. Let's talk some hockey. Of course, we got... Two games, we got games happening this afternoon. Of course, the Bruins are playing the Red Wings this afternoon at TD Garden right now. And it's 2-0 Red Wings as they start the second period. The Bruins coming off of the loss against Edmonton a couple nights ago. So that's that's fresh on their mind. Could they be starting to slide a little bit, even though they're basically into the playoff picture? Uh, Big game tonight, though, at the Schwai. The Jackets will take on the St. Louis Blues. 7 o'clock puck drop at Nationwide Arena. The Jackets 20-37-7. The Blues 28-31-5 so far this season. Uh, Of course, let's talk about the trade deadline really quickly because we haven't been on the air in a while because we're trying to figure out all this stuff with Spotify and Anchor and everything like that. But, uh, of course... The big news, of course, is the trade that took place for the Blue Jackets as Vilasov, Gavrikov, and Jonas Corposalo get traded to the LA Kings for Hutchinson and for Jonathan Quick and a, and a draft pick. And then Jonathan Quick decides that he doesn't want to play for Columbus anymore. He doesn't want to play with Columbus. So Columbus then flips him to Vegas for Hutchinson. Now, I got a chance to watch Hutchinson play the other night. He played the other night against against Pittsburgh. And, you know, I want to get into this game really quickly. It has been since 2015 since the Columbus Blue Jackets have won a game in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. 2015. That was a year before I started dating my wife. 14. Two years, actually. Two years. 2013. 2013. And the fact that they haven't won since, it's just a slap in the face to Jack fans, and they had the opportunity to do it on on tuesday night the jackets were just they were buzzing they were buzzing at ppg benstrom started all off on the power play it was one nothing columbus and then pederson getting his second peterson could be getting his second of the season for foodie at the 754 mark of the first period it's two nothing columbus and then Line getting his 20th of the season from Wasilovic and johnson it's three nothing columbus after 20 minutes of play. We get into the second period. Liam Foodie capitalizes. It's 4-0 Columbus. And Hutchinson was starting the game. Linkis was scheduled to start. He got ill during the warm-up. And Hutchinson started. But Elvis was on the bench. Put the emergency goalie that you have in there. Because Hutchinson comes in, played his ass off. He was looking fantastic for two-thirds of this game. Until the third period. Zucker then capitalizes with his 20th of the season from Mulkin and Nylander. It's 4 1 Columbus after 40 minutes of play. Now I'm saying to myself, all right, it's 4 1. You know, let's 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 pump the brakes here a little bit, and we'll we'll do some defending and get back into the swing of things. Tell me why, Gensel, 21 seconds into the third period, scores. It's four two. It's cut the lead to half. Not and then not even. Not even two minutes later, Sucker gets it again. His 21st of the season from Malkin. It's four three. I said to myself, you've got to be kidding me. Larson then calls the timeout. Tells the troops, we've got this. We need to get rally, we need to rally on this. We need to get better than this. You know, we need to calm down. We need to get this team. We need to set the tone. We need to be better than this. Hyman gets his sixth of the season. From a four-nothing lead, halfway through the second period. Pittsburgh comes all the way back to tie the game at four piece Jackets hold them, get a point out of it. They get it over. To, they get to overtime. And eighty-seven in black on the power play connects, and again that close to victory. Since 2015, that close to victory. Snatched away. With a five-four loss to the Pittsburgh Penguins. As we continue to tank for Bernard. Crosby is twenty-eighth of the season on the power play for molken It was five-four was the final. The three stars of the game. Foodie was the third star. Zucker the number two star. And Crosby the number one star. Columbus was outshot in the game, 47 to 27. They led in the they both. We're tied in the face-off dot at fifty percent. Both teams one for two on the power play. Pittsburgh had fifty-one hits to Columbus's forty-three. Columbus had twenty-eight blocks on shots to Pittsburgh's ten. Pittsburgh had four giveaways to Columbus's fifteen, and Pittsburgh had fourteen takeaways from Columbus's thirteen in the game. For Columbus in the game, Hutchinson a good outing. He stopped thirty-five of forty save percentage of the point eight seven five for Pittsburgh in the game. It was uh the Smith coming Jardy started He stopped eight of twelve before getting pulled his save percentage was a point six six seven but Smith they came in stopped all fifteen that he faced and it was all Pittsburgh in this game. Hi Emily. Uh the Gabrikoff trade and and the Corpus solitary is going to con us now. I say that because after this game tonight against St. Louis, which is a 7 o'clock drop at Nationwide Arena, tickets are still available. A little bit of tickets left for the game. After this game, they head now onto the West Coast swing. They do the West Coast swing. I'm not looking forward to this. I'm not... I'm really not looking forward to this. And to say... You know, to say that they have an opportunity, they'll play San Jose on Tuesday, 10.30 drop, day off on Wednesday, then Thursday they're in L.A. to play the Kings, and then they're in Anaheim before they go to Vegas on Sunday for a 4 o'clock face-off. That says a lot. The season's done. I mean, it's been done since January. Now the question is, will we have... Will we, be ready for. We'll we be getting that ping pong ball to go to number one for us. The outside shot looks like the Columbus is going to have the twenty fifth is got a twenty five percent chance of getting that first number one overall draft pick. So, fingers crossed that we get it. And we're as we are tanking for Bernard in every case. Uh, other games tonight around the National Hockey League will look as follow. Besides Columbus playing. Uh, St. Louis tonight at Nationwide. Edmonton is in Toronto, the to Battle of the Leafs. Winnipeg is in Florida, the Battle of the Panthers. Vegas is in Carolina, the Battle of the Hurricanes. T- Chicago travels to Tampa to battle the Lightning. Philadelphia is in Pittsburgh this afternoon, three thirty drop for that one. That's the Battle of Pennsylvania. Will take place on NBC and ESPN plus five o'clock in Buffalo. Seats the Sabers taking on the Rangers. Colorado hosts the uh, Coyotes. New Jersey's in. Montreal to battle the Canadiens. Washington's in New York to battle the Islanders. Seattle hosts Dallas. The 10 o'clock drop on Hockey Night in Canada will be Ottawa in Vancouver. Minnesota is in San Jose. And Nashville is in L.A. to battle the Kings. Like I mentioned before, 15.08 to go left in the second period. Right now, as I flip it over, 15.08 to go left in the first, second period. Detroit up 2-0 on the Boston Bruins. Looking at the standings going into today's play will look like this. Uh, Boston's still holding the top spot at 49 9 and 5 with 103 points they're going to run away with this president's trophy it looks like uh toronto's in second at 39 17 and 8 with 86 points tampa 38 21 and 6 with 82 points the metropolitan division looks like this top three teams are carolina at 43 12 and 8 with 94 points new jersey is 42 16 and 6 with 90 points uh, the Rangers are 36, 19 to 9 with 81 points. The wild card standings look like this. It is the Islanders at 34, 25, and 8. 34 wins, 25 losses, 8 overtime losses for 76 points. Pittsburgh holding the second spot at 32, 22, and 10 with 74 points. Florida, 33, 27 and 6, with 72 points on the outside looking in. Ottawa, 33, 27 and 4, with 70 points on the outside looking in. Washington 31, 28, and 7 with 69 points. Buffalo 32, 28, and 4 with 68 points. Detroit 29, 26, and 9 with 67 points overall. It is the Philadelphia Flyers in 8th spot at 24, 30, and 11 with 59 points. Montreal 26, 33, and 6 with 58 points. And the worst team in the Eastern Conference and in the National Hockey League is... The Columbus Blue Jackets, who are 20-37-7 with 47 points. There's still an outside shot. Still an outside shot. The Jackets could get a better record than Detroit. I'm still going to put that out there. I'm still putting it out there, pitting it. So there's that. Western Conference standings look like this. Dallas holding the top spot in the Central at 35-17-13 with 83 points. Minnesota 37, 21, and 7 with 81 points. Colorado 35, 22, and 6 with 76 points. In the Pacific Division, top seeded is the Vegas Golden Knights at 39, 20, and 6 with 84 points. The LA Kings at 38, 20, and 8 with 84 points. Seattle 37, 22, and 6 with 80 points. And then the Wild Card standings look like this. Edmonton holding the top spot at 36, 22, and 8 with 80 points. Winnipeg at 36, 26, and 3 with 75 points right now. On the outside looking in are the Calgary Flames at 29, 24, and 13 with 71 points. Nashville, 31, 24, and 7 with 69 points. St. Louis, who Columbus will play tonight, is in fifth spot at 28, 31, and 5 with 61 points. Vancouver, 27, 32, and 5 with 59 points. Arizona, 23, 32, and 10 with 56 points. Anaheim, 22, 35, and 9 with 53 points. Chicago is in ninth spot at 22, 37, and 6 with 50 points. And San Jose is the worst team in the Western Conference at 19, 35, and 12, also with 50 points. So that is the look around the National Hockey League as you are watching and listening to All Andy Elford tonight, right here on the Anchor Network, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Bleaker, Stitcher, however you're listening, wherever. And whenever you're listening to us, not on the Anchor Network, but on Spotify, it's going to be a while for me to get used to saying that because it's been the Anchor Network for a long time. Thank you for listening to the podcast tonight. I'm going to step off really quickly, and we're going to talk a little bit about some walleye hockey here in just a brief second. So just hold on just one second as I reset here just a second. So other than the Red Wings right now playing, of course, Boston, of course. The big news, of course, last night was that the walleye were absolutely playing their way into the playoffs last night as they clinched a playoff spot. They needed a win last night and a wheeling loss in Fort Wayne last night to clinch a playoff spot. And sure enough, the Fish got the job done in Kalamazoo, of course. The Fish getting a huge win against Kalamazoo last night as they, honestly, you know, it was pretty much a, a a good win for them. They were they won four to one last night against against a Kalamazoo team that you know is fighting their way fighting their way into getting into the back into the playoff hunt. But it all started off with Warad getting his tenth of the season from Keenan and Curdy at the 13, thirteen seconds into the first period, and it's one nothing fish. Then Sam Craig's getting getting an unassisted goal at the six fourteen mark of the second of the first period. It was 2-0 fish after 20 minutes of play. The fish then do not score. Neither does Kalamazoo in the second period. But a back-and-forth battle that they had in that period saw, you know, a lot of shots took place in that period alone. Kalamazoo had nine. Toledo had four. But in the third period, Thomas Farrell getting his first as a fish. Unassisted into the empty net, making it a 3-0 nothing fish lead kalamazoo does score at the 1837 mark of the period is raymond bruce getting his 12th of season from justin taylor and ryan cook it's now 3-1 fish but then brandon hawkins getting his top leading 32nd of the season from Warad and albert and it's 4-1 fish and that was the final last night that's the fish getting a huge win 4-1 over kalamazoo toledo outshot in the game by kalamazoo 37 to 24. Talia was had four minutes of penalties. who had no penalties, so who was over two of the power play in the game. Kosa getting the number one star as he had stopped 36 of 37. Same percentage of a point nine seven five. We're at the number two star. Sam Craig, the number three star in the game. Uh Meyer, of course. Not a good outing for him. Didn't have anything on the scorecard. So, yeah, the Fish in the game uh, was Cajun, uh, uh, Pavel Cajun coming down from Cleveland to Kalamazoo for the game. Stopped 20 of 22. Save percentage of a .950. Time of the game was 2 hours and 23 minutes. 3,601 in attendance. At Wings Event Center. So they fish a 4-1 win over Kalamazoo. They'll play tonight in Indianapolis. That is a 7 o'clock puck drop for that one. At Indiana Farmers Coliseum. Other games from around. Like I mentioned before. Toledo was in the playoffs. They clinched a playoff spot with a win. And a wheeling loss. (coughs) Excuse me, as I have a sip of soda from my Hooters drink. <sighs> Refreshing. Yeah. So last night, if you have if you haven't looked it up, look it up on Twitter or look it up on Facebook or look it up on YouTube. Fort Wayne played Wheeling last night, and Fort Wayne beat Wheeling six to four. But the big story out of this game was a goalie fight that took place less than a minute to play in the third period huge fight it's all over spitting chiclets it's all over all of hockey blocks and hockey sports pages it livened up the jungle in fort wayne and now that's going to give us a little bit of momentum for fort wayne i think in my opinion we'll see how that happens and they're playing wheeling in less than 12 hours this tomorrow afternoon let me put that to you let me let me pin that for you guys let me pin that for you guys that's gonna be big But last night, other than the Fort Wayne beating Wheeling, clinching the spot for the walleye, uh, Iowa wins against Indianapolis 5-2. Tulsa falls to the Cyclones by a score of 6-4. Rapid City, a 4-2 win over Wichita. Idaho, a 6-4 win over Allen. Utah, a 2-1 win over Kansas City. Norfolk beats Maine 6-4. Adirondack falls to Worcester 4-2. The Savannah Ghost Pirates fall to the Greenville Swamp Rabbits by a score of 6-4. Atlanta six four win over Orlando. You have Redding beating up on Newfoundland by the score of six to one. Redding is in Newfoundland this afternoon at seven o'clock, six o'clock our time tonight at six o'clock Maine hosts Norfolk. You have the Lions of Traverse and Adirondack to battle the Thunder. South Carolina is in Florida to the battle of the Everblades savannah is in jacksonville the battle of the iceman fort wayne is in wheeling today 7-10 puck drop like i mentioned before 7-10 puck drop for that one Kalamazoo's is in iowa cincinnati is in tulsa wichita is in rapid city allen's in idaho and kansas city is in utah the updated standings look like this going into today's play toledo with the win clinched a playoff spot but indianapolis holds the top spot in the Central Division with a record of 30, 14, and 2 and 0, with 62 points. Toledo, overall 25, 15, 4, and 2, with 56 points. Cincinnati, 24, 12, 5, and 2, with 55 points. Fort Wayne, 21, 14, 4, and 2, with 48 points. Wheeling, 19, 21, 4, and 0, with 42 points. Kalamazoo, 18, 22, 3, and 0, with 39 points. And the Iowa Heartlanders are 9, 24, 9, and 1. With 28 points. In the Mountain Division, led by the Idaho Steelheads, who are 38, 8, 0, and 2, with 70 points. Wichita is 29, 17, 3, and 0, with 53 points. Kansas City, 20, 18, 5, and 0, with 45 points. The Allen Americans are at 500, at 21, 21, 1, and 0, with 43 points. You also have the uh, Rapid City Rush at 20, 23, 1, and 0, with 41 points. Utah, 19, 23, 1, and 0, with 39 points. And the Tulsa Oilers 15-27-1 with 38 points. In the Mountain, in the excuse me, in the Eastern Conference North Division, led by the Newfoundland Growlers, who are 32-12, 1-0 with 65 points. Running Orioles are 26-15-2-0 with 54 points. The Maine mariners 25-14-1-1 with 52 points. The Wooster Railers are 23-23-0 with 49 points. Adirondack 16-25 and 1 with 38 points. The Lions of Travolta, are 17-25-2 with over with 36 points. And the Norfolk Admirals at 9 33 1-0 oh with 21 points. The South Division looks like this. It is the Florida Everblades at 27-10-4 and 2 with 60 points. South Carolina 26-10-4 and 1 with 57 points. Uh, Jacksonville is 28-15-1-0 oh with 57 points. Greenville, 24-12, 7-0 with 55 points. You also have the Atlanta Gladiators at 24-14, 5-1 with 54 points. Orlando, 21-19, 5-1 148 48 points. And the Savannah Ghost Pirates are 13-23, 7-1 with 34 points overall in the game. So the Fish, a big win. And the big signing was, of course, uh, TJ Hensick coming back to the Fish this upcoming season. He is going to be coming back. Uh, he was act, he was put he was activated to the roster, but then put on injured reserve. But John Albert is now back with the team, so the captain of the team is back and better than ever. And and he is uh, he's back with the team, so it's good to see Johnny back and being the captain. See, I want to make mention of something two two things before we head into something. Right here, I want to show you somebody. This right here. Is Puck. This is my cat. His name is Puck. The only reason. And this is the guy who loves watching hockey with me. He loves watching hockey with me. If you're watching us on Facebook Live. He's. He's looking right at the camera. He was looking at the camera. Now he's looking over the side. The reason why I call him Puck. Is because. One of his paws. Let's see. what this? This back paw. It's got a little circle on it. Puck. And one of his beans... His beans got black palms. So they're... Puck. This is Puck. Say hi to... Hi to the world, Puck. Hey, hi to the world. And his other little brother Socks is running around here as well. There's two tuxedo cats that both me and my wife took in. So we've been taking care of... Taking care of those boys. And they love to disrupt this podcast. I, I, I've been trying to do the shows... And every time I do the shows I have the door shut. And every time I've got the door shut, they always meow and cry. So uh yeah. So yeah, so there's that if you're wondering why I haven't been doing much shows or talking much sports, is because I've been taking care of these two little boys that are about about three months, four months old, so makes me not want to have makes honestly makes me not want to have children. That's that's the god on this fact for this because if these guys are rough. Imagine what a baby's going to be. But anyway, digress. Two things. Full. One last weekend got an opportunity to head to Cleveland for the outdoor game. It was the Cleveland Monsters taking on the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins. Got to the got to First Energy Stadium where the outdoor game was taking place. And to me, I thought that it was going to be. You know, I, I was there a few weeks prior to see Ohio State play Michigan, and. I thought for a fact that it was going to be a good, you know, it was a beautiful weather day. Honestly, it was beautiful weather day. Excuse me, just a second as I walk around. As is a beautiful weather day. Well, for, for one thing, beautiful weather day doesn't mean much when it comes to playing on an ice surface because the fact that it was too sunny. So they decided to push the game. They pushed the game, get this, from a 1 o'clock start to a 6 p.m. start in Cleveland, Ohio. On the lake. 6 p.m. start. My wife and I both looked at each other and said, we're not going to spend another 5 hours in Cleveland. Or, or another 2 hours, or 7 hours in Cleveland with 2 hours being the game. So we decided to scrap it. And you know, they had a low turnout, even though for the for the six o'clock game. So the you had two options. You had two options. One, you could leave and get your ticket rescanned, or you could stay in the stadium for the five hours. I chose the I chose the first part, and I never came back. Now we're talking about Possibly getting back to Cleveland sometime this later this month later on in the month to see them play. I like to see that I like to go see the monsters play one more time. I saw them play the lumberjacks. that was a fun time. I just like to see and I love the fact that Cleveland hockey is coming back and that people are showing up for it and it's good to see. Even though a lot of them were Columbus fans that were coming up for the game, it was just good to see the stadium filled with hockey fans, and there for the game itself. So I, I was just I was absolutely thrilled and stacked for it. I was, so it's good to see. But let's get into one other thing that happened this morning. It is the Jackets are playing uh, Jackets are playing today against St. Louis this, this morning. Was the Ohio High School hockey game. As it was University School taking on the Northview Wildcats. And the dream season ends for Northview. As Northview was shut out in the game today. By University School by a score of 4 to nothing. University School beats the Northview Wildcats today. And... Gonna get you the other score for the other game. So Olentangy Liberty finishes off finishes off uh their opponent today. Who was St. Ignatius, which is a huge powerhouse, a huge powerhouse in the Cleveland hockey market. St. Ignatius versus Olin Tanji. And Olin Tanji with a big 4 3 win. They will play university school tomorrow at nationwide arena. For the OHSAA hockey championship, but the dream season for Northview ends at Nationwide as they were shut out today by a score of four to nothing. So the Jackets hopefully will get some of the momentum from Olin Tanji and from University School get a win tonight against St. Louis. The Walleye in action tonight against Indianapolis. Now the question is, with regarding of that, do you start resting players? I don't. I keep them. Pl- I keep playing with them. I keep playing and keep playing them and see what happens. I see Brian Rothair was there for game four one year when they won the cup. That was, I want to say 2016 or 2017. That was the year they played on uh, Hershey for the championship. And they swept them in four games. I remember that. Because I was watching that game in the living room with Coach. At the time, we were watching the game, and he's like, "Oh, can't believe it. Your, your team! You can't! Your team! Your minor league team can win a championship, but the but the Blue Jackets can't win the Stanley Cup." <laughs> the Detroit Red Wing guy. Anyway, I digress. So that is that is uh that was the last time, and, and you know the monsters are filling the building up. They're filling their filling Rocket Mortgage, and and they have good promotions. Absolutely good promotions. Like on Friday nights, they do that one, two, three. You get a dollar soda, two dollar hot dog, and three dollar beers. I wish Moneybag Napoli would do that. I wish Moneybag Napoli would do that a lot. Especially for Mud Hen games. Do a value night. A value night. Think about it. If they did a value night, I bet you that ballpark would be sold out. I mean, you see it down in Columbus. They do 10 cent hot dog night every Tuesday night game. 10 cent hot dog. It's all about for Joe. All about that for Toledo Sports Inc. Be plain and simple. I mean, the, for me, what got me the most, what got me the most about these guys, is that yeah, I definitely would, definitely count me count me in for ten cent hot dog night. Hell, even dollar, even the, even the Guardians do dollar dog night. When a f- pro franchise does dollar hot dog night, give me a break. Give me a break. If Moneybags Napoli can't do a pro uh, a value night like a, a Wednesday or a Thursday when he knows that the, the attendance is low to get him in, why not? Two dollar sodas. Two dollar sodas. Seven dollars. Do a six-dollar beer. Do a two-four-six, two-four-six, two-dollar beer, two-dollar sodas. Yeah, they the Lions do a cheaper thing too. I mean, everybody does a cheaper food option. They do those all-you-can-eat seats. Do a two-four-six night, Joe. Six-dollar beer, two-dollar sodas four dollar if you do a hamburger or a, or, or a hot or a, 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 a all beef hot dog do it that way but it won't be here in Toledo it won't because it's moneybag Napoli and he won't he won't do it. Newcomb over at the Huntington Center won't do it. Moneybag Napoli won't do it. Toledo Sports Inc won't do it. but going back to my original thought, these guys right here, Jinx themselves, they jinx themselves earlier in the week when they announced that they were going to sell playoff tickets. You don't announce that you're selling playoff tickets until you see an X next to your name. and they promoting that they started promoting that on Monday on Monday on Monday. You're jinxing yourselves. So come on, give me a break. As you're listening and watching all Andy offered today, right here on Spotify as well as on Facebook Live. So, uh, yeah, so there's my rant on the outdoor game as well as the Northview thing. Uh, Like I mentioned before, World Baseball Classic taking on this weekend. Tonight, 9 o'clock, Team USA battles Great Britain in Arizona at Chase Field. Big game tonight. You can watch that. If you're not going to watch any other hockey games, as well as if you're getting into that spring feel, even though we got snow on the ground. So there's that for you right here. As we're getting closer to the end of the show tonight, uh, as we're getting closer up to three o'clock is where we're going to do it. But I'm opening it up with a couple wrestling things for myself. I want to talk about this really quickly. I thought that AEW Revolution was really, really good. I thought it was really good. I love the hangman. Adam Page match with John Moxley. I thought that was a great match, very very gory. Uh the guns retaining their titles. Uh House of Black beating up on the elite to get the trios championship, but what got me the most was the MJF MJF match with Brian Danielson. Seeing that go 60 minutes and and more at a time because of the being tied. I thought that was. To be honest with you. is top five matches of what I've witnessed in my lifetime. Top five. Top five. Number one to me still is the match between Undertaker and Mankind. At King of the Ring. When he threw him off the ring. I will. Off the top of the cage. That to me was the most dramatic. And the most impressive match I've ever witnessed in my entire life. That was. That's number one. This is like. The Danielson-MJF match is a solid four or five. <laughs> and Brian just remarks that I'm a huge MJF mark. When he threw the water on the kit, yeah, and when he threw the water on the kit, that was something else. That was something else. And it, it, I don't know, if Brian, if you saw it, uh, the post, uh, post-match presser when he's sitting there eating pickles and he's just marking out, telling about how who's his next opponent. He's saying it's either going to be Some jungle ass or somebody, a bunch of, calling out a whole roster. And I have that question. Who is the next opponent for MJF? The only person I could think of that could be the next opponent for MJF. I have to say it. Let's see him, Punk. This would be a great time for Punk. Punk going back to AEW would be, you know, he could go in and say, you know, I beat you once. You call yourselves the best in the world. I beat you, and let me beat you again for the title. I mean, there's a few wrestlers. Even my wife, Amanda, loves watching AEW with me. She loves the acclaim because guess what? Everybody loves the acclaim. Everybody loves the acclaimed, and she laughs about about Billy Gunn. Meaning, daddy ass, and I, I, I. She just laughs her ass off, but everybody loves the acclaim, and I love the acclaim too. I love, I love the rants and everything like that, and the little, little jabs here and there, here and there on everybody. But yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah, I, I, Brian's right on this. He's writing here on this thing. The elite gets those trio trios rematch loses, and Kenny goes after MJF. Yeah, that could be. I'm thinking about that. I thought about that. They're having that uh, triple threat this upcoming Wednesday as they go back to Winnipeg. MJF's, uh, not MJF, but uh, Jericho's hometown. And they're having the trio's triple threat match between the Elite with, with Kenny Omega, the Jericho Appreciation Society with Garcia, uh, Guevara and Jericho, and then the House of Black. I mean, I could see that. Uh, that could be a, that. That could be something where Kenny they lose the match, and then Kenny decides that he wants to go off on his own. I could see that, but I, I I think CM Punk would be the better option. It'd be a better draw. And I and I I'll ask Brian this question, and I'll let you have. How do you feel about this whole you know Ruby Soho? And, and and Tony Storm and Saraya thing. I, I think it's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. It's like a women's version of Degeneration Generation X. And and it's AEW's women's DX. And I don't like it. I, I really don't like it. I like Jamie Hayter. She's 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 a great she's a great wrestler. I like Brick Baker. I like I like Riho. I like all these these up young up and coming sky blue fantastic young women and then they're adding all these old eight, old wwe people and they're trying to make themselves and say that they're the their own wrestling kind i, I didn't like it when saraya teamed up with tony storm i don't like it now and now i don't don't like it with ruby soho being on there i really don't i it's a woman's version of dx it is and i i don't like it i really don't like it and i think tony needs to to shift that around Really, he does. He really does. But we'll see. I mean, uh, to think that, you know, the Moxley hangman page was done, then see what happened at, at Dynamite on Wednesday. Now you've got the six-man tag between the uh, Combat Club versus the Dark Order. I don't like that. I, I think when the pa- Adam Page, that was the rubber match. That was the third match. That's it. That was it. Move on. Once you get to three and it was, they, 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 Hangman won the series. Move on. Move on from the storyline. Move on. Get them going to something else. I mean, I mean, Claudio's going to be leaving soon anyway for the Ring of Honor stuff with him holding that championship. You know? Play it simple. But then we get to WWE really quickly. Sammy Zayn. My thought on this, really quickly, on Sammy Zayn, really quickly, really, really quickly. I like what you know. I like the match that he had against Roman at Elimination Chamber. I thought that was when they were going to flip the title. I honestly thought they were going to flip the title there. I really, really did. But you know that now sets up for Cody to get you know to honestly, in my opinion, possibly win the championship. I think Zane and Owens are going to play a key factor into this whole situation. Uh, I think that you're going to see Sammy, you know, I think the Owens-Sammy thing is not going to, I, I think it's they're pushing it and it's going to come together somewhere, somehow. And it's going to be the Usos tagging, uh, having their tag team belts up for grabs against Kevin Owens and Sammy Zane and the Usos losing the belts. I really, really do. Somehow, some way that you know they get the belt. But my question is to this. My question is to this: I had a I had a theory earlier this year with the whole Sami Zayn situation after Royal Rumble, that if it, push came to shove, Roman does, does both nights of WrestleMania. He puts the Universal Title up against Sami Zayn. He puts the WWE Championship up against cody rhodes because cody wants the wwe championship that's the one that his dad never won you put both titles up on both nights sammy wins the universal roman went uh, uh cody wins the wwe roman decides he he's gonna leave he's not gonna leave but he's gonna go away from television for a while why not why not that option? And put flavor out. Everybody, every, and how high the ticket sales was. Yeah, and I agree. I, I And he, and Brian uh, on this comment page is absolutely right. He says, honestly, I think the only title Cody wants is WWE. Why not split the title? Why not split the title at Rumble, uh, at Mania? You have Sane, if if they're not going to have this the Usos versus Owens-Sane fight, why not have Sane fight Roman for the Universal on Saturday and Sunday, being it, you know, the main event, Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns for the WWE Championship? It would make total sense. And how bad the ticket sales have been. I mean, the ticket sales were fantastic, but now you're seeing a lot of them on resale because... A lot of people thought you were going to get that Roman Rock match that everybody wanted. You're not going to get it. You're getting Cody Rhodes. But I think it's a better storyline because of the because of the Cody Rhodes situation. I really do. But yeah, Brian Rhodes also Sammy versus Roman gave me the Rock Cena versus RVD at one night. Stand. Yeah, I, that's how I thought too. I mean, Sammy's hot that match at the Elimination Chamber gave me the gave me the feeling. It honestly gave me the feeling. That that it was it was all the whole city was on Sammy's back. They were all cheering for him. And like you said, he let him down. I didn't think he let him down. He fought a valiant effort. Got and you know, it made it made more cracks. More cracks in the bloodline. More cracks in the bloodline. So that's my pit. And, I, I, and the whole Logan Paul versus Seth Rollins thing, I like it. Uh, that adds a little drama to it. Rey Mysterio going into the Hall of Fame. That was a little bit of a shocker for me. Does this mean that he is done wrestling? I think... I, I think Romania would be the last his last match. I think it would be perfect. You know, he goes into the Hall of Fame. He has one final match. That's it. Yeah, and yeah, I agree. Brian Brown, he's on the active roster, so this is weird. I think he gets into the gets into the Hall of Fame, and then gets and then, you know, he goes through mania, wrestles. I don't know. I I don't like the whole Dominic Mysterio situation. I don't like him fighting his own son. I don't think that's a, you know, he wants a lot. Everybody wants it. He doesn't want it. Story character doesn't, but yeah, he could put. I think he would put Dom over though. Definitely put Dom over. So, you know, we shall see. I mean, we've we got what? Let's see. One, two, three weeks to three weeks to to Mania. Three weeks to Mania. So they've got what? One, two, three Mondays left to get storyline and everything figured out the whole Becky Lynch Lita Trish Stratus you know you're just bringing out Hall of Famers with new talent to wrestle old, old talent to wrestle new talent I think the Bianca Bel- Belair and Asuka match Bobby Lashley versus Bray White that might be interesting Goldberg uh, not Goldberg Brock Lesnar versus omas or, or as as Brock says almost no the card the only the only matches I would want to see honestly is the Rhea Ripley Charlotte Flair match the Cody Rhodes Roman match if you put sane versus sane versus uh Roman on Saturday night that'd be that'd be another match I would watch uh I don't know who Gunther's going to face. We'll find that out next week if it's going to be McIntyre or Sheamus. And you know what's going to happen? It's going to be a three way match. It's going to be a, a triple threat match for the Intercontinental. And the Imperium will get involved with it. It's plain and simple on that. But you know, shall so see. We shall see as you are listening and watching all Andy Elford today right here on Spotify as well as on Facebook Live. So. There is that for you guys. Uh, like I mentioned before, the week of the 20th, we're going to be doing our baseball preview show, as it will be uh, myself, uh, Logan Carr, as well as Lucas Sigerson doing uh, our preview of all the Major League teams, uh, Give our here our predictions and our thoughts, and see who will lift the Commissioner's Trophy this upcoming fall. Uh, I know it ain't going to be the Tigers, but... Wife and I are deciding maybe we're going to catch a couple Tiger games because we want to see the end of, because Cabrera's retiring at the end of the season. So I'd like to see the final the final chapter with him. Uh, also thinking about, I like, uh, like Roberto is writing in, he says it's going to be a slobber knocker match between Sheamus, Gunther, and McIntyre, LOL. I love it. I think that would be a good triple threat match. I mean, it would be a good triple threat match for the for the Intercontinental Intercontinental Championship. I mean, those. I mean, three powerhouses. But like I said, you know, it's a it's a mid card match that you're going to have to wedge into. It's Mania is like a salad. WrestleMania is like a salad. You go into the salad. you see in every all these toppings and everything like that. You just want the lettuce and the tomato and the croutons. You want the the main part. You don't need the beets. You don't need the, the olives. You don't need it's in the dressing on top of it is the hall of fame. That's what it is. That's what mania week is. But yeah, but yeah, Gunther McIntyre, Sheamus match would be a good, a good match, but Omos and Brock Lesnar, Bobby Lashley and Bray Wyatt. uh, Seth Rollins and Logan Paul that might be a good match, but do we really need to have Bailey Dakota Kai and Io uh, Sky versus Becky Lynch, Lita and Trish Stratus? It's just like I said, old talent with a younger face faces younger talent, and and they they've been talking about it too, uh, and you've been see, I've been seeing it on the message boards and everything like that, that, you know, Mania, not that many people are going to get their WrestleMania moment this year because everybody want, everybody wants to be a part of Mania, but they're not going to have that many matches. They want a smaller card for Mania. And I love it! That means it's going to be more impelling matches. So, the question is, question is, are they going to be, uh, is it worth it? It is, to have the smaller matches. And the smaller card, you don't need to have the stupid matches, you don't need to have the filler matches, in my opinion. But uh, the Tigers right now actually are playing the Atlanta Braves, and they're up six five. Uh, Oakland will take on the Guardians. The Reds are taking on the Rangers this afternoon, and some baseball play. The World Baseball Classic tonight, nine o'clock on Fox, is Great Britain taking on the United States at. Chase Field in Arizona. But I saw some of the highlights from Chinese Taipei and the Netherlands today. Kid hit a grand slam home run. The crowd was just going absolute berserk over over in Chinese Taipei. Can't wait to see how this is all going to full up and so much more. So we shall see. As you're watching and listening to all of the for tonight right here on the Anchor Network, whether it be on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Bleaker, Stitcher, however you're listening, wherever and whenever you're listening. Thank you so much for tuning into the show tonight. We will be back on the air tomorrow on the regular Spotify to preview and look at the schedule as well as the matchups for the round of 64 for March Madness. Get those brackets in. We'll have have that posted for you guys tomorrow. We'll have that posted out for you guys tomorrow on the social media platforms on All Andy Alford. So, until then, this is Andy Alford saying, I'm pulling for you. We're all in this together. The game of life. Keep your stick on the ice. And to the teams you root for at home, and to my teams, go Jackets. Tanking for Bernard. Go Walleye. Congratulations on making the playoffs. Go Tigers. Go Reds. Go Guardians. And congratulations, BG. Good season. Let's hope we get into the tournament. Yeah, keep the stick on the ice because victory is sweetest when you have tasted defeat. Have a great rest of the night, everybody. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow on Spotify and I'll talk to you guys next week right here on Facebook Live. I love you guys. Talk to you then. This has been a presentation of the All Andy Elford Network right here on Spotify. You've listened to the show on the plethora of platforms, whether it be on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Bleaker, however you listen to the show, and whenever you listen to the show, thank you so much for tuning into the show. As always, you can follow our show on Twitter. It is at All Andy Elford, as well as Facebook.com. All all sports lines are provided by Barstool Sportsbook. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit gamblingcenter.com. The podcasts are recorded right here on Spotify.